This episode of the 501st Cast is dedicated to Larry A. Jelly Jr., TX8301 of Bast Alpha Garrison, who passed away after a long fight on February 18th. Only 30 years old, Larry joined the 501st in May of 2008. He was a diehard Star Wars fan and a devoted Saints football fan. He took his two loves and combined them to create what became a popular and beloved local character in New Orleans, Saints Fett. His passing will leave a big hole in the Bast Alpha Garrison and in the Saints fan community. May the Force be with our brother on his journey to the next adventure. We found the computer outlet, sir. Plug in. You should be able to interpret the entire Imperial Network. You are listening to the 501st Cast, the official podcast of the 501st Legion, Lucasfilm's preferred Imperial costuming organization. Stay tuned for global news from the front lines of the Empire as the men and women of Vader's fist celebrate more than a decade of promoting Star Wars, honing the art of costumes and props, and contributing to the community through charity and volunteer work. And here are your hosts. Take it away, troopers. Copy that. Welcome to the 501st Cast, the official podcast of the 501st Legion Vader's Fist. This is episode 80 for March 2014, and I'm your host, Nikki DZ8397. And we have a guest joining us tonight. Go ahead and introduce yourself, Ed. Uh, hi, I'm Ed. TI5335. So thanks for helping me out here this evening and on your birthday, no less. Uh, yes, it is. Yes, it is. So, happy birthday. Thank you. So the 501st Legion is currently at 6,515 members with 11,175 approved costumes in the Legion. In this episode, we kick off March Madness, talk about hanging with Freddy and Uncle George, to K that is, Stormtrooper Repelling, Fulfilling a Make-A-Wish, and Tabletop Gaming 501st Style. Stay tuned. Recent news. During last month's episode, we were right in the midst of 501st Legion elections. As of March 1st, all of the newly elected officers are in place. So congratulations to 501st Legion Commanding Officer TB101, Amy Jorgensen, on her successful re-election to a second term in office. Her LXO remains Nick Bishop, TB6273. And for a full staff list, head on over to 501st.com slash members slash legionofficers.php. Congratulations as well to all the new and returning garrison, outpost, squad, and detachment leaders. Long live the Empire. This is madness. Well, it's March Madness, that is. Last year's bracketed showdown to decide the most popular character in the galaxy far, far away, as voted by fans, is back. The This is Madness, the Star Wars Character Tournament 2014 is fully armed and operational, with many special modifications. Upgrades to this year's saga-spanning online event include real-time voting results, new divisions of Rebels, Jedi, Scoundrels, Republic, Empire, and Separatists, Sith, Bounty Hunters, and Underworld. There's Attack of the Play-Ins round, allowing four wild cards to enter the main tournament, and social sharing functionality. Also, StarWars.com is collaborating with Wikia's Star Wars Fanpedia for Predict the Madness. Fans will be able to submit a predictive bracket for how they envision the tournament playing out and sharing it with friends. Once the submission period is locked, which the deadline's Monday, March 17th, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 
and voting begins on StarWars.com, fans can return to their brackets on Star Wars Fanpedia to track their progress. At the end of the tournament, users with the best bracket have the opportunity to win a range of Star Wars prizes. So play-in round begins 3:11, which is today as we're recording, and full tournament begins 3:17. We'll have the links in our show notes so you can play along, or you can just head to StarWars.com. So did you follow it when they did this last year, Ed? Uh, a little bit, but I uh, I wasn't following it too closely. But I remember uh, I remember there was a uh, a little green Jedi that won last year. Yes, and they're uh, they're hoping that they can. Um, StarWars.com is hoping that the 501st will ensure an Empire victory this year. So we'll have to do our best to support whoever is you know, on the bad side for each of the rounds. So we'll have to see how that goes. Well, let's hope we can pull out an Imperial victory. We will then crush the rebellion with one swift stroke. So speaking of Imperials, what do we have next? Uh, Well, once again, our first Imperial Stormtrooper Detachment has published a newsletter, and we'll have a link to that in our show notes where you can check it out. And I'm sure most of our listeners are aware by now that Star Wars The Clone Wars in its entirety is now on Netflix. All five seasons plus the 13 lost missions of season six. So if you're not a Netflix subscriber, now is time to consider signing up. Have you? Um, are you on Netflix? Have you watched them yet? I am. I have not had a chance to check it out yet. I'm. Oh, uh, good. I'm hoping maybe uh, maybe <laughs> this weekend I can sit down and uh, go through everything all at once. Yeah, I say good because I haven't had the time either, so I didn't want you to like spoil it for oh, me by blurting no. out something that I missed. No, I'm not one of yeah. those people. I'm <laughs> looking at you. <laughs> okay, good. So we can keep it spoiler-free, and maybe we'll talk about it next episode once we've given an, another month for people to, to get a chance to catch up. But I know there were some people that are on at like 12.01, right when it uh, came up on Netflix and they were streaming it by like 12.02. Yeah, so. I saw a lot of people were kind of complaining because uh, they were having some some slow uh, connections and I guess everybody was trying to watch it all at once and it was just kind of clogging the system. And <laughs> What do they expect? Well, yeah. <laughs> This is Colonel Maber Gascon, and you're listening to the most awesome 501st cast. Those guys are great. Mission reports. As we promised last month, here's the full report from Empire City Garrison's signature event, Kids Week at the Intrepid Air and Space Museum in New York City. This year it took place February 15th and 16th, and the museum was able to provide a large enough space that ECG was able to host members from Connecticut Garrison, Garrison Excelsior, Northeast Remnant Garrison, the Rebel Legion's Echo Base, the Mandalorian Mercs, Fanforce, and the Droid Builders Club. The weather proved a challenge this year, keeping some of the guests away and the costumers inside, but they still managed to pose for photos with literally thousands of guests between the two days of the event. Plus, Legion members had the fantastic opportunity to see and pose for photos with the Enterprise Space Shuttle. If you're a Legion member and would like to troop this event next time, then keep on the lookout for Space Fest Week in July 
and President's Weekend in February 2015, as those are the next two planned troops at the Intrepid Air and Space Museum. And we'll have a link to two Facebook photo galleries in our show notes. Thanks to Chris, TK6744, for that report. And if that wasn't enough excitement for ECG, two members, Chris, TK6744, who we just mentioned, and Ruby, TK1245, attended a private Lucasfilm Disney press event at the New York Toy Fair at the Javits Center on Monday, February 17th. Chris and Ruby were there to escort actor Freddie Prince Jr. on stage during the press event to promote the new Disney XD series Star Wars Rebels and the new toys associated with it. As we mentioned last episode, Freddie will be lending his voice to Kanan Jarrus, a new Star Wars character who is the lead of the series. The troopers had to attend a rehearsal the Sunday before for two hours and then arrive at 7.30 a.m. Monday morning for their 10.30 a.m. appearance. It was the typical hurry-up-and-wait scenario, but, you know, we're used to it. They escorted him on stage at 10.30 and stood with him as he discussed the new series, toy line, and some of his personal feelings on Star Wars. Our members were treated very well, and after they got a chance to get back into their street clothes, Freddie was gracious enough to take some photos and chat with them about his shared love for Star Wars. We also got to briefly see Andrew Garfield and child actor Jorge Vega from the new Amazing Spider-Man 2 and Dane Cook from Pixar's Planes. But sadly, they didn't get to see Toy Fair itself. But that's okay. We'll have some links to photos and video in the show notes. Thanks to, again to Chris, TK6744, for that report. An Old Line Garrison with their Rebel Legion counterparts recently partnered with the Baltimore Symphony Orchestra for a four-day-long sci-fi spectacular. Legion members greeted and posed for photos with attendees before each performance and during intermissions. The conductor would also select someone to guard the conductor's podium during intermissions. Members who were able to sit in costume were were given tickets so they could sit in the audience during the performance. And that was a big hit, to have Jawas, Jedi, and bounty hunters sitting with the audience. The guest of honor was none other than George Takei. Legion members were able to meet with him at the Thursday and Sunday performances. Some Legion members were lucky enough to hear him tell the story of how he met Gene Roddenberry. After the performance, when he came out to meet them, he actually spoke his catchphrase, Oh my, when he saw them all in costume. Legion members then presented him with patches from Old Line Garrison and Terrapin Base. And as always, we'll have a link to photos in our show notes. Thanks to Alan, TR2101, and Kelly, DZ5856, for that report. You did that very well. Have you met George Takei before? Uh, I have not, but uh, oh. you know, I mean, everybody pretty much knows his catchphrase by now. So, and it, <laughs> it's actually it it gets said around the house a lot here. So, <laughs> well, on Saturday, February twenty second, members of Midwest Garrison with their Rebel Legion counterparts invaded the Chicagoland Games Dice JoJo for their Star Wars game day. The dojo, one of the largest gaming stores in Chicagoland, devoted their entire open gaming room to running demos of Fantasy Flight Star Wars Edge of the Empire role-playing game, the X-Wing Starfighter Miniatures Battle Game, and Star Wars Living Card Game. Keith Capel, a contributing author for Fantasy Flight Star Wars Edge of the Empire role-playing game, is actually a local to Chicago, and his new release, Sons of Fortune, which is a source book on the Carillion sector, was a cause for celebration. Honorary member of the 501st, Chris Mock, 
filmmaker behind the Star Wars documentaries The Force Within Us and The Force Among Us, was there, as well as Matt Zielinger, who also has credits on Fantasy Flight's X-Wing game, the um, Living Card game, and the Edge of the Empire role-playing game. So he's definitely been busy with the role-playing stuff. Legion members mingled with the packed crowd at the store and took countless photographs with excited fans. Chicago's, Chicago's finest even showed up in response to a concerned 911 call about someone with a rifle standing out on the streets. But as their police cruiser rolled up, it was clear from the smile that he knew that the call had been made by someone who had never seen Star Wars. For the Legionnaires there, the highlight of the event came near the end of the game day when Keith Capel gathered them around a gaming table and handed each of the troopers in attendance a character sheet for the role-playing game. But these weren't just any Star Wars characters. Keith had obtained information from the garrison commander about each of the members who would be playing that day and made a custom Edge of the Empire character that represented each person's in-costume persona, complete with profile photos from the Legion galleries. Big thanks go to Fantasy Flight Games for all of the prize support, to the Chicagoland Games Dice Dojo for hosting a great event, and to everyone who came together to make the game day a success. Special thanks to Mr. Capel, who put a ton of extra work into creating an unforgettable adventure for our members to play. We'll have a link to photos in our show notes. And as we mentioned last episode, we received numerous invites to appear at Cub Scout Blue and Gold Banquets, across the U.S. thanks to an article in Scouting Magazine. On February 28th, Garrison Excelsior sent out a stormtrooper, Chris, TK31138, and an Imperial officer, Chris, ID91138, to Cub Scout Pack 369's Blue and Gold Banquet. The TK valiantly helped with nerf dart target practice by being a target for the Cubs. A few were definite candidates for commando training because of their uncanny accuracy. On March 2nd, Empire City Garrison's Hudson Valley Squad also attended a Cub Scout Blue and Gold dinner. They report that the evening went by quickly. It began by Legion members marching out with the two pack leaders dressed in Sith robes, and later they stood guard during the crossing over ceremony. After ducking back into the changing area to eat while the Cubs ate, they came back out at the, at the end of the evening to pose for pictures in front of a Death Star backdrop and signed autographs on trading cards and the event flyers. One scout was overheard to say that the autographs will be worth a lot of money in a few years. Thanks to Chris, ID91138, and Garrett, TK7186, for those reports. I know I should have gotten used to it by now, but since this is my garrison these two guys came from, but it did take me a while to get them sorted out because they both signed up into our garrison like... Within the same month, I think it was, they're both named Chris, and they both picked 1138, but with a different number in the first part. Oh, <laughs> one's, yeah, that's one's right. One's three, one one's three, one's nine. Oh, so it took me forever to get them straightened out. On Friday, March 7th, members of Dune Sea Garrison attended a fundraiser for Autism Speaks called Over the Edge. Now, without seeing the photos from this event or or knowing what this event is, you might wonder the reasoning behind the event name. Well, for a $1,000 donation, one could literally go over the edge of the Hyatt Regency Phoenix Hotel, a 23-floor building, and rappel down to the ground. One such brave trooper was Tristian, TB9285, in his TK armor with a modified bucket to include a real helmet inside. 
Overall, the event raised more than $50,000 for Autism Speaks, and we'll have links to some photos in our show notes. Thanks to Keith, TK6657, for that report, and kudos to Tristan, TB9285, for boldly doing what no trooper has done before. And on the evening of Friday, March 7th, members of Dutch Garrison trooped in Amsterdam for Bokenball, a party for Dutch authors and publishers. The theme of the evening was outer space. It definitely had a red carpet feel to it as troopers rubbed elbows with actresses and other celebrities in attendance. We'll have a link to some Facebook photos from the night in our show notes. And we don't have a full mission report in yet, but we are able to congratulate our Canadian garrison on raising more than $6,000 over the course of the three days of Toronto Comic Con, thanks in part to the convention patrons who played Blast a Trooper at the booth. And I believe we'll have a link to a news report from the convention. And I think that's all the details we have so far, but definitely good work, troopers. Capital City Garrison members braved Hoth-like conditions on March 8th to bring some Star Wars magic to Derek's Pancake Day, a fundraising event for Make-A-Wish that has been helping grant wishes for a few years now. This year, the event raised more than $18,000, and Capital City was honored to help out. Apparently, the dark side has a sweet tooth, not only for cookies, but for authentic Canadian maple syrup-covered pancakes. Thanks to Luke, SL1320, for that report. On Saturday, March 8th, members of Golden Gate Garrison, with support from Central California, Alpine, and Timberline Garrisons, and the Rebel Legion, converged on the Tech Museum in San Jose, the current home to the Where Science Meets Imagination exhibit for a few more weeks. The special occasion was a planned stunt to surprise the three millionth visitor to the Star Wars exhibit, also the 150,000th visitor at the San Jose location. They were going to be surprised with tickets to Celebration Anaheim. How awesome is that? Tech Museum staff helped arrange a large group photo with the winners, and we'll have a link to that photo and more from the troupe in our show notes. Thanks to Keith, TK5376, for that report. Florida Garrison's Macaws Squad spent Saturday, March 8th, visiting with their little trooper, Sean Corona, at the Give Kids the World Village at Disney World. Sean is a seven-year-old boy battling neuroblastoma cancer. Troopers were waiting in a theater to greet Sean, and he was so excited when he walked in and saw all the troopers. He went up to each trooper, said hi, shook hands, and explained what each character was. He then went back down the line, talking with each trooper and answering questions like, Can you hear in there? Can you see out of there? How come you're so white and he's not? To the biker scouts. Sean was then given gifts from the troopers and was so excited with each and every one of them. Walter, TD5491, gave Sean a special carded, unhelmeted clone trooper action figure with Sean's likeness as the head. When Sean started to open it, he got a quick no from Mom. I'm sure she'll explain later. Some other goodies presented were an R2KT fan club patch, a Vader shirt, and a Macaws challenge coin, which he appeared to quickly challenge with. Dad will have to explain that game to him when he's a little bit older. Sean then led the entire group on a parade through the village to see some of his favorite places. He showed them his special gold star mounted high in the castle wall amongst thousands of other such stars from other Wish Kids. Most of all, Sean was fascinated with Darth Vader and R2. Sean's mom reported that this was the highlight of their week. Thanks to Mark, ID 5304, for that report. 
And also on Saturday, March 8th, definitely seems like the Legion was busy on this day, uh, troopers from my garrison, Garrison Excelsior, Northeast Remnant Garrison, and our Rebel Legion counterparts were nearly overpowered by thousands of children in their parental units at the annual Hannaford Kids Expo at Empire State Plaza in Albany, New York. Members spent seven hours out on the show floor posing for pictures with children and adults and fundraising for charity. In the end, we raised more than $1,800 for a charity called Things of My Very Own, which works tirelessly to provide children who are removed from abusive situations, sometimes with only the clothes on their backs, to give them things that they can call their own, be it clothes, toys, books, or bare necessities like food and diapers. You can learn more about their efforts at www.tomvo.org. This is Obi-Wan Kenobi, and you're listening to the 501st cast. This is the cast you're looking for. Upcoming events. We mentioned AllCon taking place March 13th through the 16th in Dallas, Texas during our last show. Well, it's likely taking place right now as we publish this episode, and we hope to have a mission report and some wedding pictures for you for our next episode. And then coming up next weekend, March 21st through 23rd, is Florida Garrison's appearance at the aptly named Megacon. This is a huge annual event for them and one not to be missed if you're in the region. Some of this year's guests include Peter Mayhew, Tom Kane, Ron Perlman, Phil Lamar, Will Wheaton, and of course Roxy the Rancor. Find out more at megaconvention.com. And the Pacific Outpost will be appearing at Kauai Con in Honolulu on April 4th through the 6th. Head on over to www.kauaicon.com for more information on the show. And coming up April 24th through 27th is Calgary Comic and Entertainment Expo. The weekend and Saturday passes for this show are already sold out, but if you're a 501st Legion member and would like to help with the photo booth or participate in the opening parade, get in touch with Badlands Garrison as soon as possible at badlands.ca. This year's guests include Anthony Daniels, Sam Witwer, Bruce Campbell, Danny Glover, Carl Urban, George Romero, many dwarves and hobbits, and other great media celebrities. Last year, Badlands raised over $8,000 at the photo booth, and they'd love to beat that record. For more convention details, check out calgaryexpo.com. Thanks to CO Sean, RC4961, for the heads up on this convention. And members of Florida Garrison's Macaws Squad made this video message for little warrior Ethan to let him know he's going to Legoland. Ethan was diagnosed with leukemia on his fifth birthday, and has since become pen pals with Adam, TK66613, thanks to the Little Warriors Buddy Program. Adam and Ethan send letters and packages back and forth, as well as videos like this one. Take a listen. Hey Ethan, this is Adam from the 501st Legion Makazi Squad. I wanted to send you a quick message to let you know that we heard you were going to be down in Florida at the end of the month, so we're going to send you to Legoland. This month... Ethan and Adam will meet for the first time when Ethan's family comes to Florida on vacation. To follow Ethan on his Facebook, head to facebook.com slash ethanismyhero. And to find out how you can get your own Little Warrior, please visit facebook.com slash littlewarriors. And next up, we have a report from Aaron, TK3989, from Redback Garrison. 
He'll be giving us the scoop on Dreamworld in Queensland. March the 3rd and 4th, 2014, marks the 5th anniversary of the Redback Garrison's annual Stormtrooper Weekend at the Dreamworld theme park on the Gold Coast in Queensland, Australia. The combined forces of the 501st Legion, Rebel Legion and the Mando Mercs will see over 120 troopers attending from across the country, making this the largest Star Wars event in the Southern Hemisphere. The Redback Garrison work in conjunction with Dreamworld to raise money for the Starlight Foundation, a charity dedicated to brightening the lives of seriously ill and hospitalised children and their families throughout Australia. The Redbacks have built both a Death Star trash compactor prop and a life-sized action figure backing card to use for photo opportunities with the public, as well as running a raffle where members of the public can win Star Wars-related items. The weekend also includes a daily parade, a Jedi training academy where younglings can learn the art of lightsaber combat, the Sith vs. Jedi battle, an exciting high-paced event where good battles evil using only lightsabers and the Force, and a croc feeding where one lucky trooper in full armour gets to feed a 17-foot-long saltwater crocodile named Goliath. So far, no troopers have lost any limbs. The Dreamworld Stormtrooper Weekend continues to grow each year and consistently outdoes the one before, and this year is expected to be no different. This is Buzzard, TK3989, signing off. Garrison Excelsior has its 8th anniversary extravaganza weekend planned for May 9th and 10th. The evening of May 9th, they will be appearing at the Rochester Philharmonic Orchestra's John Williams Celebration Concert. The following morning, Saturday, May 10th, they'll be marching in the Lilac Festival Parade. Afterwards will be their 8th anniversary cookout party, but they can't party too hard that evening. They'll be back with the RPO for a second John Williams concert. If you're in the upstate New York region, consider joining in on the fun. Email events at garrisonexcelsior.com for more information. Yeah, it should be a fun time. And uh, Great Lakes Garrison will once again be out in force at Motor City Comic Con, Michigan's largest comic pop culture convention taking place May 16th through 18th at the Suburban Showplace in Novi, Michigan. For more information, check out MotorCityComicCon.com. Great Lakes is expecting at least 50 troopers to attend, plus Mumford the Tauntaun will be attending again. We'll link to his Facebook page in our show notes. In case you hadn't heard the news, Star Wars Weekends at Disney World's Hollywood Studios now spends five weekends instead of four. So, starting May 16th until June 15th every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at the park, we'll see a glorious daily parade of 501st Legion members sweltering through the park for ecstatic Star Wars fans. If you're a 501st Legion member and want to swelter along with Florida Garrison, Get in touch with them soon as there are limited spots available for each parade. So you're uh, a lot closer to Florida than I am. Have you marched in the Star Wars Weekends parade? Uh, I have not. It's something I've been wanting to do for quite a while, and uh, it hasn't happened yet. Uh, I was hoping this year, but it's probably not looking too good for that. So hopefully maybe next year I can uh, I can make it over. Yeah, we haven't been down for that, I think, since 2009 or 2010. I think it's been a few years since we made it down, too. 
So we'll talk more about this during future episodes, but we wanted to give a heads up about World Blood Drive Day coming up on June 14th. Honorary member Ryder Windham has formed the fictitious Back to Blood Drives Limited as an online community to gather various Star Wars fan clubs that want to help organize an event for the International Blood Drive campaign. Several 501st Legion units are already on board, and I'm sure many more will get blood drives organized in their territory as the weeks go on. If you'd like to help out, whether you're a 501st Legion member or not, you can contact us at eventrequest at 501st.com. And as always, for more upcoming events, be sure to check out our friends at Roku Depot. They published a data burst from the 501st, which contains upcoming events from as many of our Legion units as they can gather data from. This episode's shout-out goes to our Trooper of the Month for December 2013, Dan Belts, TK6635 from Garrison, Corita. Recently, while attending a local convention, Dan responded to a medical emergency involving one of his Garrison mates. He rendered first aid and accompanied the Trooper to the hospital emergency room. Dan spent all night and sacrificed his weekend so as to remain at his friend's side and ensure he was cared for. This selfless act was well above and beyond the call of duty and truly demonstrates the camaraderie that the 501st Legion members share. The 501st Legion is proud to award Dan Belts Trooper of the Month for Garrison for December 2013. Runners up for December are Scott Loxley, TD 4857 from Terra Australia's Garrison, and Glenn Rhodes, TK 85421 from Terra Australia's Garrison. Congratulations to Dan, Scott, and Glenn. Keep up the good work in the name of the Empire. All right. Well, thanks, Ed, for coming on the show. Hey, thanks for and, having uh, me. Helping me out tonight. The 501st Legion is a worldwide Star Wars costuming organization comprised of and operated by Star Wars fans. While it is not sponsored by Lucasfilm Limited, it is Lucasfilm's preferred Imperial costuming group. Star Wars, its characters, costumes, and all associated items are the intellectual property of Lucasfilm, copyright 2014, Lucasfilm Limited. In trademark, all rights reserved, used under authorization. That's it, troopers. Join us next time on the 501st Cast. <laughs>